What's up, guys? This is Sarah, and welcome to Tom Babe. Today, I have a new guest, Figgy Baby. They're a recording artist and founder of the group Bloom Homie, which aims to reimagine masculinity and inspire other men to do the same. Bloom Homie also recently had an article out in the Los Angeles Times about the awesome work that they're doing, and that's how I found them. Figgy, thank you for coming on today. I know we just talked before we started recording, but how are you doing? How is Los Angeles? And how the hell is Bloom Homie going? <laughs> Tom, babe, we in the building. Um, <laughs> yo, thank you so much for having me. And um, as a representative of Bloom Homie, we're so happy to be here. Los Angeles is cool. You know, uh, it's opening back up. Things are getting back to normal, you know the same same but different type vibes you know you feel a new filter over everything um but but good happy to be here and down to talk about what bloom homie is all about and what we're all about amazing all right cool so i guess just to introduce you in general and bloom homie to everyone listening what is bloom homie and how did you guys get started yeah bloom homie is a first and foremost is an instagram page aimed to reimagining masculinity and manhood um, through live Instagram talks, um, posts, original content, videos, engagement with other pages, as well as a weekly healing circle that I facilitate on Zoom and have been doing every single Tuesday of the entire pandemic, minus one, with the big bear. Um, <laughs> and then uh, before that, it was going on for two years in this very apartment um, once a month. And so that's really where Bloom Homie came from. Um, I went to an open mic in Southeast LA uh, put on by my homie, Eric Contreras, another founder of Bloom Homie. And I did a piece about fatherhood. He was like, I love this. I love what you're about. And then I saw what he was about, his commitment to community. And we started hanging out. And then I was like, yo, uh, out of a response to the Me Too movement, I was like, men, masculine folk, we need to get together and form a small group and just be like, what's going on? And like, we need to do something about it. And so I reached out to about four or five homies of mine who I felt were already engaged in this work in one way or another, either through their art or education. Eric is also a high school teacher. And that's how it started. It was just four of us in this apartment kind of figuring out, you know, uh, what toxic masculinity is, you know, uh, understanding the Me Too movement, how we are also victims of patriarchy and what we can all do to kind of like help ourselves get out of this, you know, climb out and, and build camaraderie and community with men and other masculine identifying folks in order to rebuild. And from you know meeting once a month for about a year, we were starting to think about what other ways we can build content, right? Mm -hmm. A curriculum, you know, how to set up little online workshops. And then Eric was like, we should start an Instagram page. You know, he'd been exploring Instagram pages that are, you know, aiming to do the same thing, but a lot of it was, you know, uh, men that were upset that they weren't getting attention from women or kind of incel based sites or, you know, were kind of just doubling down on the hyper masculinity, right? Yeah. Or were more specific on uh, physical you know, health pages, you know, about like exercise and diet, which of course are totally key parts of having a healthy lifestyle, um, but it's not the full picture. And so we came up with the name Bloom Homie and ran with it. And then from there opened up the circles publicly. And especially when the pandemic hit, we just like quadrupled down on what we were doing. And there was such a need and a rise for that community. And we have people from all over the country that hop into that circle every week and, you know, fathers from all over the world. Oh, I love that so much. What what kind of stuff happens in your quote unquote healing circle? Like, let's say 
we'll plug it all at the end, of course, of this podcast. But let's say a guy right, right. listening or um, someone who's very masculine oriented and they want to be a part of your group. What do you do in this healing circle? Because it does sound kind of like woo woo, you know, if someone just like is takes a step back and isn't used to that kind of stuff. What would you? Oh do yeah, absolutely. It? I mean, you know what? First of all, I think the terminology throws people off. The healing circle. We just call it a meetup. Uh, let's call it a meetup. Let's call it a, a hangout, uh, right? Yeah. You know, whatever <laughs> phrasing it is, I feel like that as a phrasing that just like come to be. But it's called healing masculinity. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it started, like everyone would bring food. You know, we'd be eating and like talking smack. Oh yeah, it's super informal. And like I'm, I'm the one who facilitates it. And I promise you, like I know how to move the room and make sure that people are just like, oh, are we just gonna immediately jump in? I mean, we're in there. We're asking about days. We're talking smack. We got inside jokes. You know, we're just talking about regular things, checking in on different you know, parts of your life, how's the relationship, how's the dating, you know, how's work going. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have icebreakers. I usually go around and ask people to say their names, pronouns. And then we do, you know, silly questions. Like um, this last week, we said our, uh, our, our earliest celebrity crush. Uh, the week before that, we asked if we had an OnlyFans page that wasn't sexual, what would it be? <laughs> um, and so, you know, we just like are breaking the ice. And then um, we go over group agreements, right? Which is a, a series of agreements that we created, you know, just about respectful language and what happens here stays here, but what is learned here leaves and different things along that line. Um, you know, I statements, all that jazz. And we explain, we want to make sure that the language and everything is being understood by the whole group. And, and, you know, I make sure to utilize the collective knowledge of the community in order to, you know, make that language accessible because not, I'm not always going to be able to explain it to somebody the way that someone else is going to be hear that. Um, and then usually, and more, then, then we hop into like the, the, kind of meat of the conversation. So um, anything around mental health, uh, sexuality, friendship, uh, relationships, um, you know, rape culture, sexual harassment, um, uh, what being tough means, um, vulnerability. This last week, I showed a couple videos around uh, sexuality, this video that was actually about bisexuality, this little song I found on TikTok. <laughs> and I just play for the group. And then I'm just like, yo, what do we feel about this? What are our responses? And really, it's just, it's at that point, it's like, let loose. Because, you know, sometimes people are responding directly to the content. Others are just like, oh, this reminded me of something else. And then I let the conversation kind of go wherever it goes. And obviously, you know, it's on Zoom. So there's a chat function going on. Mm-hmm. People are posing kind of other questions or articles or whatever. And, I, you know, the reason I love the group is there's such a great balance of, you know, sternness and, and, and vulnerable conversation. And then also just like joking around, like these really are my homies. Like it's yeah. not even like this weird group. Like we have an Instagram <laughs> chat as well that we're, you know, sending memes to each other. And just like, you know, there's a whole joke. I, I was, there was two weeks in a row where I asked about food as the icebreaker. And then now everyone <laughs> makes fun of me that I don't eat before the meetings. So it's like constantly a joke, like, yo, Fig, you eat yet? You eat yet? And so- so, I mean, like, it's just, I mean, like, really, it's just where we're finding homies that are like-minded and are interested in kind of having a fuller range in their manhood and masculinity. I love that so much because, like you said, kind of when you guys were searching for ways to get, like, the word out or, like, to get on Instagram or not and find pages, I was talking to another one of my guests um, last week, and I was like, I can't find any pages on masculinity. And, again, it's usually when it comes, like, fitness and when it's yeah. either to break down masculinity, like toxic masculinity, but when it comes to just like learning how to be a man or be in that masculine essence, like how can we learn how to do that? And I, it really makes me sad because then we have these terms like toxic masculinity being a huge like buzzword right now, especially with the Me Too movement. Right. And then we're like, but at the end of the day, 
men and women, what asking them, what actually is masculinity? You know, like we have the term toxic, but what about mindful masculinity? What about Yo, absolutely. being a dude or being a person who is more masculine oriented, you know? And I don't remember if I read your article, obviously, I don't remember if you said this or someone else in the group, but you said that when it comes to Bloom Homie, you guys like to do more calling in rather than calling out. And that like right. really, really stuck with me. Like you said, no one's born knowing the terms, the patriarchy or toxic masculinity. And <laughs> yep. I just love the way you just described it. Cause it's like that safe space. That's also sort of educational in a way where people are allowed to be like, bro, I don't understand this. Or I don't get what chicks mean when they yell at me about this, or I don't understand. <laughs> right. And like, right, right, what right. am I doing wrong? Like completely. Yeah. I, I totally resonate with that. And I think as an educator, as a rapper too, I'm trying to make everything I do be as accessible as possible. Yeah. And also I just realized that I didn't know what the fuck any of that meant either up until like I was in a hyper politicized progressive college space. And it was like okay. patriarchy, like, yo, what the hell? capitalism like what are you talking like you know like the economic system like, i don't know you know like yeah. there's these huge buzzwords that that are you know to some extent like that we as folks who are privileged enough to go to like higher ed mm -hmm. you know came into relation with but a lot of folks you know are not familiar with that and even folks that are in that spaces that aren't in you know these classes or are just not in those spheres like they're like hierarchical patriarchy like what are you <laughs> like, what? what the fuck does that what? mean <laughs> yeah yo stay grounded dog what and so and i totally get that right and so i'm less interested in the vocabulary the high big words and i think bloom homie in general and it like you kind of said is more about the human yeah right yeah and, and especially in a time where we're constantly saying what not to do this is how not to be a toxic exactly. person this is how not to be an asshole this is how not to rape someone or sexually harass someone it's like mm -hmm. yo yes and what's an example of what we can do? How do we show up for ourselves? How do we check in with our homies? How do we build camaraderie and start giving compliments to our homeboys when they looking good? Like, how do we, you know, just like have a conversation about sex, you know, and have it not be toxic, right? And that's exactly what we want to exemplify in the group and what we're doing, right? And, and, you know, first and foremost, and we talked about this from the jump, and it's so important that, that we maintain this, that Bloom Homie, the page in the group, is for men and masculine identifying folks. I want to make sure that it's not another progressive page that's looking to get cookies from women and femmes. And not to say that it does not a value to those people because it is mm -hmm. only shown that it absolutely is. The mm -hmm. fact that you're asking to be on the, you know, have us on the podcast right mm -hmm. now and other folks as well, some of our best supporters, Julia uh, Barajas, who wrote the LA Times article, is a woman and she was so, you know, moved by our work. And so women have been so pivotal in bringing our page to light. And the page is men-centric, masculine-centric. We want to make sure that that is the audience who we're speaking to and who we have patience for and empathy for, and which inherently will then bring value to everybody. That's so important too, because also in a time like this, like you said, with everyone needing, again, there are toxic things about modern society and gender and sex issues, but there's also things that we can just learn how to do better. We don't have to constantly say everything is wrong. And I feel like when right. people create these pages and these groups, especially on social media, you feel the pressure to make everybody happy and make it for everybody. And right. I've definitely felt that on my page. I mean, I'm a little bit more centered towards women, but I also try to bring men into the conversation because I feel that's incredibly important. But I, at Absolutely. the end of the day, I am a woman and I identify as one. So it's almost like I cannot speak for men, but I can give them a platform to do so. So 
when you guys are focusing on like a very male centric space, have you gotten any hate from that? Even though there's many females who have female centric pages, you know what I mean? When it comes to femininity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> word to all that, first of all. <laughs> now we're spilling tea. No, 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 no. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the Real drama, cool. bloom homie, you know. Uh, nah, nah. But I, I, if I'm gonna be honest, we have gotten way more shit talk from other men. Just wow. just to be real from the jump. Absolutely, we've gotten way more shit talk. You know, DMs just talking that, you know, we all pussies or we all gay or all that kind of like whack ass, fragile shit from men, without a doubt. I just want to make that clear. We have received, you know, I mean, kind of from uh, women and, and femmes and people that think that we're not doing enough or that we're not being harsh enough on men yeah. and we're not calling out, right? Which, you know, I empathize with, isn't going to change what we're going to do. Yeah. And usually we just like, word i hear you and then move forward because mm -hmm. there's no beef there i know that that is coming out of such a genuine place of hurt and i'm like that is also why we're doing what we're doing you know mm -hmm. um and so i get where that's being projected from but by far we get a lot more shit talk from men wow Be that we're being too soft that we're you know you it's it's interesting because you really can't win at the end of the day yeah, you and that's why you just have to and, and realizing that is actually freeing because it allows us to to stay in our lane and continue moving forward because also we see the immediate impact of the people. We get way more love yeah. in general than anything. People saying how much the pages helped them and, and, and how much the community has just like healed them and, and saved their lives and just like so meaningful and so impactful. And at the end of the day, like that overshadows any of the negativity that we've received. And so that knows that we're doing something right for the mass, you know, majority of the audience, but definitely it's men hitting us up and saying that like, nah, men aren't supposed to cry. You know, men aren't supposed to have feel that way. Like, what is this? What is this meeting you guys have? Is that just like y'all being? You know, like just say you're gay already and what? And just like what? Like, like and it's what? and that's sad, <laughs> bro, bro, chill. What? Like, come come through to Tuesday. Like, you gonna be like? That's the thing is like, and I'd be dead. I'd be like, I just send them the Zoom link sometimes, and I'm like, come through. Like, and we've talked about it in the group. We're like, we're waiting for trolls. Because we're going to show with so much love and so much like conviction and confidence that they're going to just like, we're going to turn them. They're going to be like, oh, wow, this is actually a community I want to be a part of. Because I feel like that's where it's coming from. Incels, Proud Boys, all these kind of like, uh, you know, conservative, um, you know, men-centric organizations or clubs or communities. Those men found those and resonate with them because they were looking for community. They were looking for brotherhood and camaraderie. And so the, kind of the root of what drove them to those spaces that I would call toxic spaces I, I totally empathize with, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why we started Healing Masculinity and Bloom Homie and what we do, what we do. Mm -hmm. And so in that regard, I don't want to lose them. I don't yeah. want them to be talking shit. I want to be like, hey, yo, I hear you. How about you come talk about it this Tuesday with us? You know, I want to yes and people. Yeah. Because those are exactly people I want to I want to keep around because it's so easy. They're going to get caught up in some other shit that's really going to cause hurt to themselves and the people around them. And so I want to grab them beforehand, you know? That makes me so sad that like, you have these men looking for community and then can kind of get lost in the sauce, if you will, you know, instead of finding a really healthy group where you're just open. And I feel like that's what gets at a lot of men who would say that your group is like phony or silly or whatever words you want to use. Right, right. It Again, like you said, it's coming from a place of like they're uncomfortable because they know that that space is probably is the answer or it means that they would have to be incredibly vulnerable. And to them, vulnerability yeah. equates with like weakness, you know what I mean? Right, right. 
Ugh. Yeah, they don't want to push into that uncomfortability. Yeah. You know, because it's scary. And I get that because yeah. in this work and the work that I've done, that, that uncomfortability reveals a lot in ways that you've hurt people the way you've hurt yourself. And so it feels like you're digging yourself a tunnel, but really you're digging yourself towards light. And you just have to like keep on, you know, watering the seeds so you can bloom through on the other side. I love that. When, when it comes to this group that you do, so you said you do it every Tuesday? Every Tuesday, seven to nine Pacific time. And it's open, open to all men and masculine identifying folk. So, and it's on Zoom now, right? Because of COVID? It's on, okay. yeah, it's on Zoom. So with this group, I mean, you've been doing it for a while now. Um, I know you've been doing your own thing for two years, but specifically with this during the pandemic, have you noticed any specific, like consistent topics or insecurities that come up with, with the men in your group? Not for you to blow them up, but like anything that you're like, wow, this tends to come up a lot, like with my guys. Hmm. That's a great question. We had a really just mind-blowing conversation around body image and desirability oh and i feel like in one way or another that comes up because that's also connected to like am i getting uh, attention from like sexual partners right am i desirable am i wanted like what am i doing wrong like and then also being feeling insecure and so i mean desirability and I, yeah I'm, I'm trying to like hone in on like one or two words that really feel like comes up again and again. Mm -hmm. But that's a huge part of men's security, right? Are they getting attention from their, you know, like whatever the sexual partner is, men or women? Um, and probably in our group majority, it's 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 men who are interested in women and mm -hmm. um but not completely. It's it's a very diverse group in terms of sexuality. We have some trans men, a good amount of queer folk, you know, kind of like gender non-binary folk. I mean, you know, I use they them pronouns and I run that shit. So <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but um uh, yeah, but I think that that's something that kind of even in terms of like, you know, tying into mental health, that that's like being rooted from this understanding that you're not worthy, mm -hmm. you're not good enough. Um, and so yeah, like that self maybe self worth is even like a step deeper from the desirability. And I feel like that is something that's so just lined in every conversation. Wow. It's the more, yeah. the more I've been looking into this stuff lately, it's, it's crazy to me how I never realized the, the intensity of men feeling this sort of self-doubt. And I always mm. thought it was like very women-based. I always thought that, you know, women deal with this. It's mostly them that deal with these issues. Men have a lot more confidence because they are living the patriarchy and they get what they want. Right. And like my whole life. Obviously, it was like just in the back of my head, like I never rah rod, but I was just like, it's kind of like, a, I thought it was a reality for me. And then looking into more of this stuff. And again, like you said earlier, I went to a very liberal school in higher ed and that opened up my eyes. And then now this is opening up my eyes, actually talking to men who lead these groups. Like yeah. there's so many of you and it, it's, it, it shouldn't be blowing my mind, but it did. And it nice. yeah, frustrates the hell out of me that I never even thought that men could be feeling as much insecurities as I'm feeling in a different kind of way. Like that desirability. Yeah. God. Right. Again, that's like the, the, the lining, like you said, of everything. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, thinking about, like, I got, you know, homies were talking about, you know, I mean, you know, not want to take their shirt off, right? Not feeling secure in their body, feeling awkward when they're moving. That's why they don't dance. That's why they don't wear these type of clothes. You know, we, 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 that particular conversation, we started with a video that was uh, from a, a woman on TikTok that was like, these are things that you should never bring up about men because they're actually super insecure about it. And all the men were like, absolutely. It's like hair, they're like stomach, 
they're like, yeah, just like, I mean, everything, like, it's so, like, all the same thing, like, oh, I'm worried my thighs are too big, or, like, my shit's too hairy, or, like, you know, my, like, I got, like, a weird whatever, like, <laughs> acne. I mean, like, it's 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 such a human thing, and I feel like that's what we're trying to, like, get down to, that these insecurities, this understanding of desirability, self-worth, that we are all victims of patriarchy and all need healing from it. And, and so, you know, we're all insecure and trying to build ourselves back up, and I feel like that's the root of the group, really, is through the community and through mm-hmm. the conversations and the vulnerability, you're going to come out the other side feeling this sense of confidence and self-worth. Like, dang, these people like are hyping me up and getting my back and they want to engage in these conversations. And they're telling me that like, I look, you look good, dog. Like you look fly. Like, you know, I always try to hype my people up whenever like people come in. I'm like, damn, like dog, your hair looking dope, fool. Like what? Like what product you use, you know? Like, and just like that kind of stuff. And, and they lo- and I, I see it. Like I see the glow. Cause like it's the first compliment they got all day. Right. And it's genuine too, because like, I love my, I love my people. My homies are in my heart. And so I only want to hype them up and and then it builds and everyone else is, you know, shouting each other out and in the chat too, just like even ideas, right? That like someone makes a point and I can see that at first they're kind of like, oh, well, I was kind of thinking or, you know, and then in my experience, like this happened. And so that's why I'm da, 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 da. And then like, you know, five other people in the chat are like, yo, I feel this. Like, that's an amazing point. Like, thank you for saying that. And then you're kind of like, oh, dang, like what I say, what I do has value and like resonates with other people. My experience is other people's experience. And, and so we're all coming out feeling like, all right, yo, we got this. Like, and then, you know, then we could talk about it. Like we want to talk about dating. Like we've, we've talked about, um, we've talked about what it means to like approach women at bars or like approach, you know, potential, you know, whoever's, you know, out in public and like what that can look like in a healthy way to do that. And like, you know, once you get to know that's a no, but it's okay to ask. I mean, Hey, you know, and and so, and then, you know, just like the energy and, you know, I mean, we talk about self-grooming and just like how to take care of yourself and, you know, eating and like, you know, we're trying to make real humans out of this, right? Thriving. Do you ever, do you find that like when men first join your group, some of them are just like very, like kind of testing the waters in a sense? Like I can Absolutely. See, I feel like a lot of people yeah. on the outside would think like maybe they don't want to join it because the second they go in, they're going to have to like be this person who's constantly talking. And like, I feel like maybe some people might be afraid because they think the spotlight might be on them the second they join the group. But do you find that there's people who like tread lightly and then all of a sudden they have this sort of evolution in the group in a sense? First of all, absolutely. <laughs> like the evol- you know, evolution be crazy, like so timid, so timid. And then are like back every single week, like one of the most active participants and just want to be there, which is like why I I have so much conviction in the work that I'm doing and the work with Bloom Homie, because I'm just seeing it so clearly the value it's bringing to my community and to people and and to myself as well. Such a sense of value and self-worth after the group. So I'm like, damn, like that was amazing. And like, we just had like a crazy, like I've just said things I've never said before. And also like we're put onto perspectives I hadn't heard. And I just like saw the glow right? Like, mm-hmm. I just yeah. see them wanting to be there and showing up. I mean, especially like at this point now, there's people who come every single week, two hours on a Tuesday. I have a homie, shout out to Mozo from Brooklyn. <laughs> he comes in every single week in New York time, starting at seven. I mean, he's there till like midnight and he's hanging out after once we kind of have our social. Yeah. So my, mind you also from seven to nine is like our main talk, but usually for the most part, most weeks we probably hang until about 10. And sometimes, I mean, at sometimes we were hanging until like 11, 12, 
specific time, just like sharing music, what? you know, if anyone had any like, of, you know, just like talking shit, like more informal, just kicking it, right? Which is also a beautiful part of it. We have the conversation and then, you know, some people leave and then after it's just like, oh, yo, like I was pr- practicing this like bass lick, like, can I show y'all? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. He like, plays a little bass. Like, I wrote a poem, like, can I, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And like, I'm a rapper, so I'm like, hey, y'all, I just made a new song in the studio today. Y'all want to hear that shit? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, let's go. We bump it. Everyone's like, yo. And I'm like, oh, that makes me feel good, too. You know what I mean? Um, and so, I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. But I did want to uh, uh, go back to um, another question you had about folks who I think are nervous to join immediately mm-hmm. because, you know, like, oh, am I going to have to be the spotlight? Or, like, am I going to immediately be, like, have to, like, talk about my daddy or, you know, some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's really, really not like that. Like, I re- I want to highlight the group is so, like, if you don't want to talk the whole time, that's all good. The only things I ask you to do is during the introduction to say your name, your pronoun, and whatever the little icebreaker is. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you can stay silent the entire time. I take 15 minutes at the very end to check in with folks who haven't been as quiet and who have been more active listeners and be like, hey, you know, like, what's up, Jose? Like, you know, I see that you haven't said anything in the chat or what, you know, I wanted to check in, like, you cool? Like anything you wanted to add to the conversation? And then sometimes they're like, yeah. And then they go in, you know, or sometimes they're like, oh, no, I'm good. And I'm like, bet you good then. That's it. Right. <laughs> and like, you don't have to have your camera on, you know, like the only thing I need you to do is to unmute yourself at one point. So I know you a real person. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're not a bot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But other than that, like, yo, come through, just listen, like, yo, dip your foot in the water, like, take your time, like, there's no rush, I promise you, there's enough talkers in that group that we ain't gonna have no silence, like, it's all good, (laughs) and also, and also, they will take a step back to be an active listener if other folks want to open up as well, but, but yeah. Do you find that um, there's, like, a certain, like, age range that hangs out with you guys, or is it kind of all over the map? I think initially, the age range was, you know, when it was happening in my apartment, it was folks that were, like, maybe in their, like, early 20s to late to early 20s to early 30s mm. so just that kind of age range which i'd say is still the majority of the age range from mm-hmm. 20 to 30s but as the group has become public and especially with you know the uh, la times article and being reached out to such a large audience uh you know we have some 40 year olds in the group some 50 year olds we had a, a i don't even know a 75 year old that came uh the week before last and i was like uh hey it's like how'd you find out about the group and they're like um, I don't know. I think uh, Facebook or Instagram. And I'm like, bet, bet, welcome. I mean, it's awesome, you know? And there's and there's, there's a good amount of fathers in the group too. So sometimes their kids are just like, you know, their daughter or son oh, or child is just like in the little thing. Like, oh, do they want to say hi? It's like, hi guys. And everyone's like, you know, what's up? Or So, I mean, yeah, it's, um, but yeah, I'd say definitely in, in, in terms of like the 20 and 30s is, is, the, is the main audience right now. Okay. Um, do you... Yeah. Would you say that they're, hmm, how do I word this? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, it doesn't have to do with Bloom Homie. Maybe could just do with you, your life, or what you see in like your own environment. What do you think Fine. men struggle with the most today from like your point of view in modern society? Like what is something that is sort of beating them down or they're letting it beat them down in this sense? Ooh thinking about the security and self-worth again yeah uh, dating you know uh mental health but also just like allowing themselves to have a full range of emotion i feel like yeah. we limit ourselves so frequently as men and you know mm-hmm. uh, and we just then distract ourselves right we distract ourselves with relationships with substances with technology with whatever we don't just like sit in silence 
and kind of honor the many things because you know we were raised being told that sad is bad you know grief is bad like that that you can be angry and you can be content right that there's not this whole other you know infinite range of elation and joy and shamelessness and excitement and and, and giddiness and then also sadness and and grief and and loss and and all these different things and i and i think that that's what's really holding us back because that repression is ending in violence you know um because that's what happens you know those energy is not uh destroyed or created and so it has to go somewhere and when we push those emotions down then it eventually becomes something else and often it becomes something violent and and um so i think for me uh as individuals and then also collectively you know encourage ourselves and each other to experience that full range like how to slowly get back to honoring different emotions um you know how to let yourself be sad when you're sad and and if you're feeling grief and loss to make time for that in your day and and almost make those emotions a practice and and then allow more room for things like joy for the rest of the time, right? And then also to be in that shamelessly, to be giddy and excited and cheerful. You don't have to just kind of like play cool all the time, you know? Our, our limited sense of emotion, our limited range of emotion is, is a huge thing for me. Do you think that like the sort of quote unquote role of men in society, do you think that that's what like gets a lot of guys into that social sort of like repressed emotional state? Like th- feeling that they have to be on their game 24/7 so they can't really afford to have those emotions in a sense they like they have to be there for their partner who is supposed to be more feminine like you know what i mean again quote unquote yeah. all of this but <laughs> right 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 quote unquote all this shit <laughs> i mean yeah we yo we internalize so much like from what our fathers raised us to our uncles raised us to yeah. our brothers to our homies to our friend circles to what we see on tv to music who our role models are men want role models so badly and so we find them right but for the ones that are accessible they are not always the most healthy role models um and that's why it's so important to build new role models that are because i I feel with me thinking about masculinity and 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 how to kind of reimagine it but while not completely erasing it you know i'm I'm proud to be you know uh, you know also like gender and stuff for me is like fluid and and infinite. And so I absolutely fully identify with manhood and being a man, uh, even when I use they, them pronouns. But I think going to the root of things, you know, I was like, okay, um, men want to be providers, right? And that's been something that's been instilled with us, be a provider, a provider, right? And I think that the way it's been taught, the actions on top of the value is like, we have to have the one that's bringing money, right? We have Mm -hmm. to buy everything. We have to just, you know, continually work to make sure that everyone else can have a life without, you know, denying ourselves. But I'm like, all right, let's take a step back before the actions. Let's maintain the value. I absolutely want to be a provider. I want to be a provider of space and care and patience and empathy, and then still hold pride to the identity. Let's talk about being a protector. That is something this, this, you know, valued identity um, for men, being a protector. And I'm like, hell yeah. I absolutely want to be a protector. I want to take pride in that identity too. I want to protect the marginalized. I want to be able to know uh, every tool in my arsenal to deal with conflict in a situation and come to aid with strangers on the street, people in my life without making it violent. And then also being prepared for that situation as well. Mm. And so for me, I think it's less about completely erasing manhood and masculinity and the ideas and values that we've been instilled with, but just kind of reimagining the actions that are connected to that values. Being a protector being courageous, being full of conviction and confidence. 
those are great things. You know, <laughs> I want to be all those things, right? <laughs> I want to be just be, yeah, yeah, and exactly. And then also understanding that, also understanding that, Sarah, is that those values do not uh, belong to a singular sex. You know, that we all can be those things, that the masculine energy belongs to all, the feminine energy belongs to all, Mm -hmm. the purple in between (laughs) infinite energy belongs to all, right? And we can all tap into that. And if you're a man and want to take pride in these things, then bet, go for it. And I want to underline that. And so, yeah, I don't even remember what the question was, but all that. (laughs) Yeah. Reimagining the actions, not the values. I love that because at the end of the day, I feel like what we, a lot of us struggle with when it comes to like depression or any of these mental health issues in general, or this self-esteem is not understanding what our values are to begin with and like facing them and like defining them, like not just saying like, oh yeah, you know, I, uh, I want to be this kind of person. You know, oh, I believe in that. No, but actually being like, this is me. Like I'm going to fully embrace this because I am my own human being and I'm going to live in this truth. That is something completely different than just saying, yeah, you know, I identify with that, you know? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Exactly. And I think that we get caught up on identities Yeah. um, and it will be of more value to us to be in touch with values. Right. And I'm like identities, they're boxes and they're limited, but values are these kind of like, ever-changing beautiful orbs of life you know the more research i've been doing because again like i told you this is kind of like new to me which is ridiculous like understanding this more masculine side and realizing what men go through no matter what they identify as right do you find that men struggle with finding real and deep friendships because I think that like you guys blew up during COVID and you said men like to kind of sit in this quiet sense of self and like just stay away from things like that. But then you found that a lot more people were joining when they had to kind of sit with their thoughts and they were like, oh shit. Do you think they're sort of trying to find these real connections in life? Absolutely. (laughs) 150 million percent. (laughs) That's like, that's, that's like the most clear thing that yeah, I've yeah. gotten from running this space and, 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 and building with these people that it's just like, oh yeah, I never had homies like this before. Or like, I don't really have any friends, you know, like just dead ass. Like they're like, oh, I go to work, you know, I might have these, you know, like larger communities, you know, I'll go to some shows or this, you know, whatever. But like, just like dead ass, people don't have friends. Like, oh. yo, men not be having friends because like, either like they're adults and they don't know how to make friends when they're adults and it shits hard. Or two, because they had to kind of move away from a lot of people that were super toxic, right? They're always kind of, you know, friends that bully each other or were giving them shit or, or just guiding them a different way. Or they were seeing their friends do like fucked up things to other people, women themselves. And thus they're kind of like, yeah, I don't really want to kick it anymore. You know, you have your hometown friends you grew up with and there's a sense of loyalty. You stick with them forever. But then little by little, you're just like, oh, but they're just draining me so much. And then you're kind of like, you look around and you're like, oh, I don't really have that many friends, right? Or like even homies are like, yeah, I got a lot more women friends than I got men friends because, you know, like they let me be a little bit more myself, you know, and then we can talk about like women labor and femme labor and all that, right? Yeah. It's just like, but, but, that, but absolutely, like we either have shit friends or ain't got no real friends, right? And once you really want to see us thrive, you know? really want to get our, like, get our back. And it's not just like, oh, you in a fight, I'm going to come through. But it's like, yo, I'm having a tough day. Y'all going to come through, right? And so, I mean, and, and that's, I mean, like, you know what, you know, actually, um, 
a couple of the members. So like I said, there's an Instagram chat as well mm-hmm. for uh, like about 30 of the members. Uh, the, <clears throat> and uh, uh, they were all of a sudden, like I was, you know, I'm not always chat because like people were talking and stuff. So I like tap in and people were like, yo, that was such a great like talk last night, da, 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 da. And I'm like, what talk last night? And they're like, oh, some of us wanted to get together and talk about like da 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 da, like our own. And I'm like, oh my god, y'all are meeting outside. Y'all are like actually homies, like on the phone, like meeting up, like completely separate from the group. And that's when I'm like, this shit is working because like y'all are homies completely. It's not just Tuesday the organized space that's like bringing you to each other, but like people like had a virtual open mic. You know, we got like comedians, musicians, and we got a lot of artists in the group as well. And like everyone was like, "Yo, that was so dope last night." And I'm like, "Y'all showed up. Y'all went to homies' thing, and then y'all was, and then you went to others. And like y'all are coming to each other's thing. Like, yo, that's exactly what this shit is about." And like one of them, they're like, "Oh yeah, we were like hanging out the other night, like having some drinks over Zoom." And I was like, "Wait, do you guys know each other from outside of the the the, the circle?" And they're like, "No, we met in the circle." And I'm like. Oh, like a proud parent, you know what I mean? (laughs) No, real. And so, I mean, but so absolutely, absolutely. And I think especially in COVID, when you no longer have like access to sports, bars, clubs, all these distractions that we talked about, then you just like realize it's right in front of you kind of how lonely you are. And so when we're talking about like a bunch of homies meeting up every week, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to come to that. You know, it's like that homie come through, you know, I hadn't even thought about the fact that like sports and bars and stuff like that. I mean, I knew they weren't around, but the fact that for a lot of men, that is an awesome distraction. And for a lot of them, it's their life. It's their social space. Yeah, exactly. And they, and they thrive off of it and having neither of those things, I like, I mean, I was even struggling with it, but I can't even imagine for a lot of people. Like, I mean, I had friends in college who literally that was their life and still is yeah, right. their life. And they're not and they're not building intimate relationships like yeah. when they're going out. They're just like these – like, you know, I'm going to go to the bar, you know, to go see the Dodgers game, uh, you know, whenever they're playing, a couple times a week sometimes. Yeah. And so then you feel like you're filling your life up. But again, they're not these like intimate or vulnerable experiences. They're just – and not to say there's not value in that. Like, I love doing that too. Yeah. Right? But in terms of when that's – you know, no longer available, you really realize that I do not have a lot of relationships that I can confide in, especially in a time that's very hard and tough on all of our mental health. And so you kind of like, who do I reach out to? Like, who am I hitting up? Like, you know, the booty calls don't want to come over no more because they're scared of getting COVID and me too. And, you know, right. And then like, and then my other homies, like, I don't really want to, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you just, you just, you got to confront a lot in times like we just went through and are continuing to go through. And so, you know, it, I think it was good timing. Yeah, it's like almost, I mean, it wasn't a blessing, obviously, because a lot of awful things happen, but a blessing for some people who, because you've seen over the past year, so many people, men and women, realizing what they truly want, who they truly are, like looking for ways to reach out to people and reach within themselves. And so that's the blessing in all of this shit storm of like understanding that you are actually sad or that you don't have enough of these friendships and relationships, you know? Yeah, there's value in all. You yeah. Know, not to silver line the past, but yeah. You know, hurt and value can live alongside each other. So true. Do you so you specifically, so you use they them pronouns and yeah. you I identify know. I know that like we talked about earlier, like I identifying as things and identities, and sometimes we like it, sometimes we don't, like positives and negatives. Right. Do you identify as 
gender fluid or anything like that? Like, how would you say, how would you describe yourself? <laughs> oh, I'm a free ass fool, you know? Uh, I feel like, well, first and foremost, that's that, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely am, you know, I think identities and this, it's like the same, going back to like the first question, it's the same thing when you hear healing circle yeah. and you like, oh, uh, now I don't know all that spiritual shit. Like, I don't, that ain't really for me. It's like, it ain't really like that deep. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But like these terminology and phrases have been so kind of like, just like we build these ideas and assumptions of what they are. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, that's why I hesitate to outright be like, yeah, identify as queer or non-binary, gender fluid, which are all things that I do identify with or that I resonate with those communities or that's who I build with. And that's who I, you know, a lot of the experiences I write from and create from are from those and may be shared with other folks who identify with that. Mm -hmm. But also at the end of the day, like I'm a human of value. Yep. You know, like I'm a music maker. Like I don't want you to rock my shit because like I'm Mexican or because I'm queer. I want you to rock to it because it resonates with you. Yeah. And I understand some of this terminology is bridge, I call it bridge terminology, bridge identities, right? Mm-hmm. So in order you know, to tap into a certain audience or network, I have to sell myself a certain way mm-hmm. so then they even give me a chance, which is unfortunate. And I do it because yeah. I also am trying to build a career and whatever, yeah. you know? Um, and that's also why even in the, you know, framing around Bloom Homie, you know, we're very specific around the terminology and wording and, you know, like, again, making it like male and men, masculine centric, because that is who it's for. And that's who I want to get in the space. And sometimes like I'll even use he, him pronouns when I'm talking to men who don't know me or are, you know, I'm trying to convince to get in the group or get involved um, because my, I, at the end of the day, I care less about that because I'm confident in my soul and who I am that like I'm fine to like go by he, him pronouns, even though, you know, I believe more in myself as a fluid spirit in order to bring people to this community that I know is going to be a value to me and them. Yep. And so I feel like at the end of the day, I do use identities, um, you know, on and off in order to reach to audiences who I know will find value in what I do. And, but also I, you know, then going back to the idea of, you know, um, protector, provider, you know, these values and these, and the, and the values are okay and the actions we shift that like you know be in tune are my actions resonating with you am i a person you want around punto you know like yeah. am i someone you want in your space just by what i do you know the energy i have how i show up for you how i show up for myself like that's how i want you to decide if i'm someone you want to rock with or not not me saying oh i go by they them pronouns and you're immediately like oh what that's weird like oh, i don't know if I, I just you know i don't know so i'm just going to kind of step away yeah it's like first of all you and I, and i hate it because to some extent, I have to meet other people halfway because they're limiting themselves. Um, and also, I recognize that that's just the truth that we live with. And then I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, that I'm secure in my human beyond everything else. I love that so much. And the fact that it is a different point of view, the way you described it, of sort of not – you're not changing like your pronouns or any of that. You're kind of just – Maybe like, again, meeting people halfway for, because we know that a lot of them aren't harboring hate. They're harboring a sort of confusion and they're not really educated in that sense. They haven't lived that reality, have no one that they've met who has used those pronouns or identifies in that kind of way. And when you really, really think about it and take out all the emotion, it makes sense. You know, like that they might not be comfortable and because they might not want to say the wrong thing. And so they kind of just take themselves out of the equation. 
And you people think that that's them being like non inclusive when it's really just them being like, I don't want to fuck up and get yelled at sort of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate and it's a truth. Yeah. You know, and just what it is. And I think that like, and not everyone can do this. Yeah. You know, like using people's proper pronouns is like suicide prevention for a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, and I understand that. And it's a case to case basis. But for myself as a community leader and an artist and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like I just, I'm fluid, really. That's and that's the thing too is that like I'm fluid. Like I'm down to move through this identity, that identity, depending on you know like, and I be. It's just, but my core, my actions, my values do not shift. Mm. You know, like, and you'll see that. You know what I stand behind and by. Um, and you know, I just, and I, I feel the same way in how I judge people. Right, like it's not just this identity that's going to make me be attracted to you, but like, do you make me feel good? Deep like the vibes. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> be it romantic. Yeah, you got the vibes. Like, if that's romantic, it's that's collaborative, that's platonic, that's community member, whatever it is. I, I do not judge on anything except, like, do you make me feel good? Do I feel like I trust you? Do our values align? Do I feel like I can be me with you? I respect the shit out of that. I, I, yeah. I personally, just out of Tibetan, like, that's just resonating with me so much because when I first like realized I was a little bit more fluid in my sexuality in college, I yeah. identified as first as bisexual. And then I thought I was lesbian. I called myself that. Then I thought I was pansexual. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I love everybody. And now for the past couple of years, I say sexually fluid because one, like, again, it's so subjective and it's so personal, that decision. It's like, I don't ever want anyone to hold me back using those terms. And I also don't want to hold myself back in a sense. Yes. And it kind of does create, like you said, you're a community leader. So you kind of create that open space where it's like, it's okay to do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Hold yourself back. Because some people are afraid of the terms because then they feel like they're stuck in that term and in everything that that term means. So I totally, totally get where you're coming from with that. 100%. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love your, your, your own, you know, uh, movement of like, bi, lesbian, pan. I don't know. Just if you make me feel good, then you make me feel good. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not pressed. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm in tune with the infinite and the potential of love and connection. And so I don't want to cut off to anyone in any forms. Oh, I love it. Amazing. Well, yeah. Figgy, oh my goodness. I am so happy. Like, honestly, Deep in my heart, I am so happy that you decided to come on and talk to all of us because I think a lot of people, men, women, everyone in between are going to take a lot from this conversation and all the energy that you bring too. Like, I know I can see you on video right now, but even them just listening in the podcast, like I know all of you guys are going to be like, shit, I want to chill with this dude. <laughs> hey, yo, come through, come through, come, come, hey, come to a show, come to a show. You I know, know you dropped a lot of music lately. Oh, you, we, we got to plug that. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> if my listeners do like want to learn either one more about you, your music, Bloom Homie, everything that you're doing, where can they find all of that information? Absolutely. You can find me everywhere at Figgy Baby. F I G G Y B A B Y. Figgy Baby. I'm your baby boy. All right. Come through. Figgybaby.com, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We all out here. My music is everywhere Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, all under Figgy Baby. Super easy to find. No one else got that name. Blood from a Stone is a great album that really explores this kind of range of masculinity and, and humanness. Um, and I'm dropping a song every month this entire year, at least. And I just dropped a song literally last night at midnight. Okay, so check that out. And of course, you can find Bloom Homie 
uh, only on Instagram and website at Bloom Homie, B-L-O-O-M-H-O-M-I-E, Bloom Homie, and come bloom with us. You can reach out. Uh, I also run a bi-monthly writing community. So if you're a writer in any genre, in any experience level, any age, you can come through. We just go, it's called Write With Me. We just had one last night. It's every other Wednesday. Um, you reach out to me through Bloom Homie or Figgy Baby about any of that. And I'd love to include you in all my communities. But yeah, y'all, I love you. I value you. Sarah, thank you so much for having me. Tom, babe. Uh, yeah. Of course. Uh, thank you so much. Again, all of that's going to be in the show notes. And I'm going to blow you the fuck up when we put this out in a couple of weeks. We love it. But again, thank you again. And that's it for this episode, guys. Go click the subscribe button. Go find Figgy's music on Apple Music, wherever you find it available. Go scroll down on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. And remember that no matter what your sexuality, sex, gender is, there is space for you in the conversation, in every conversation, and we'll continue to give you that platform. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.